Hey, winner, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I am so glad that you are tuning in today. And today we have a very special guest. Wendy Labotte is on a mission to empower others to turn their sour financial lemons into the sweetest lemonade to become financially free and to live the life they desire. Dr. Wendy Labotte, the financial healer, is an award-winning entrepreneur, business strategist, international speaker, and two-time best-selling author. She is the CEO of the Financial Cures LLC and creator of the Financial Cures System, a results-based program for financial mastery. Dr. Labatt is the producer and host of the global streaming production of Financial Cures with Dr. Wendy. She has her Doctor of Business Administration degree in entrepreneurship and over 37 years of experience as an entrepreneur. Dr. Wendy wrote the number one new release book, Diagnose Your Financial Health to Get People Started on Their Journey to Optimize Their Financial Health. She empowers her clients to formulate specific strategies to diagnose their financial health, take control over their finances, make their money work for them, acquire proper protection to prevent financial ruin, build a financial legacy, create generational wealth, and become financially free to live the life they desire. Recently, she was faced with her own Lemons to Lemonade story as she battled and conquered breast cancer. And that's the story we're diving into today. I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me, because I know you will come out stronger. Hi, Dr. Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us today on Red Hot Mindset. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. I'm excited to dive into your story uh, of financial wellness and your lemons to lemonade. But before we get started, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you better. Okay. Well, I'm Dr. Wendy Labod, known as the financial healer. I am a 37-year veteran entrepreneur. I'm a two-time best-selling author, international speaker, business strategist, and just love, you know, helping people financially because people are having a difficult time. So that's my calling. I love it. I love it. And so Dr. Wendy and I met through the book that we both were a part of, the anthology called The Lemonade Stand 2. And we actually got to meet live in Arizona, which was so much fun. And I definitely wanted to bring her on to share because I, especially I feel like this past year, we have learned the importance of having our financial future intact and being ready for the unknown. And I'm excited for you to share some of that journey. Now you've been an entrepreneur for quite some time. So I'd love for you just to tell a little bit about how uh, in the financial space that you practiced, what you preached and you figured out your own financial future to be ready for any unknown. What was that like for you? 
Well, it was a blessing for one. You know, I started out 37 years ago with no business experience and little money. And it was a time when there was no, you know, social media or uh, internet. And the only thing you do with a cell phone was make an expensive phone call. So in order to, um, I started an office equipment company. So my clients were corporate, you know, companies like, you know, major corporations. And in order to be considered for the big contracts, you had to have the right image, you know, and that meant a brick and mortar building, employees, carry inventory and all the overhead that went with it. Mm -hmm. And that was fine because, you know, I projected the right image and eventually I got the, you know, the big contracts. But the problem was that my cash flow didn't match that, <laughs> those big contracts. Uh, so it really forced me to think outside the box, learn how to take control of my finances, learn how to negotiate with my clients to get them to pay me sooner rather than later. Because, you know, corporations, they want to pay you 30, 60, 90 days. But my turn with my vendors were like net 10. So I negotiated with them as well for them to accommodate the cycle that my, you know, clients were paying and I also just learned how to make my money work for me and be creative in getting the things that I needed for the business without, you know, the traditional methods of getting it. I mean, they were legal methods, but without the traditional <laughs> methods. And it really, you know, I, I just learned a lot. It really, you know, made me learn about business for one. And it just, you know, made me a sharper business person in the long run. So fast forward to 2014 when the affordable care act was uh mandating that people had health insurance i expanded by that time i had gotten out of the office equipment business got into the tax preparation business and um you know i expanded my business to include insurance and financial services so i didn't want to be a hypocrite so i bought all the products and services i was trying to sell my clients and, you know, thank God I did, because, you know, when I did that, it was from a marketing and business perspective, not from a personal financial planning perspective. You know, I just want to let people know I wasn't that sharp about those things. Um, you know, you can help other people, but you don't always, you know, help yourself. But because I was in that business and people were asking me, well, what do you have? You know, where is your money? I could honestly say, you know, what I had and where my money was. So in 2017, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and my, um, you know, when we were working on the anthology, I had already undergone the chemotherapy every three weeks for a year at a price tag of $67,000 every three weeks because I had the most aggressive form of cancer. So I wanted the most aggressive form of treatment. Mm -hmm. And when we were doing the anthology, you know, our editor said, well, when do you need to you know, calculate that out, you know, and I never thought about it, calculating it out, because I said $67,000 every three weeks for a year was, you know, shocking enough for me, but when I calculated it out, and it came to like $1.1 million, I was like, I'm still taken aback when I think of that, and, you know, because I had excellent health insurance, because I practiced what I preached, my health insurance paid for all of that, I had five surgeries and the cost of that with all the scans, you know, MRIs, PET scans and all of that was an additional 300,000. So my insurance paid for all of that. 
And because I had those supplemental products that I was, you know, selling to my clients and I looked at that and I got multiple six figures shot in the arms that were tax free. And, you know, I mean, financial shot in the arm, not literal shot in the arm, financial shots in the arm that were tax free. So I could focus on my recovery and not worry about money. You know, my businesses were flowing. I had good employees. So they kept that going. They knew my situation. My clients were very understanding because, you know, they were lifelong clients and it was just a blessing. So I was like, okay, Lord, I'm cool. I'm healthy. You know, after I got on the other side of the journey, it's like, I'm healthy. I'm happy, happy. I'm wealthy. And I'm cool. I'm in my comfort zone. <laughs> so I was fine there. But he said, no, I didn't get you out of this journey for you to just be in a comfort zone. I got you out for you to empower other people. So that's when I started my crusade with the financial cures to, you know, empower other people to take control of their finances, you know, and become, you know, enjoy financial freedom to live the life they desire. So it's been a you know, good crusade so far. So good. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I love that you practice what you preached, even though what you said was, um, but I wasn't doing it because I would be unexpected. I was just doing it. But um, because I think a lot of times we don't plan for the unexpected because we just don't expect it to happen. Right. But then you saw yourself in that situation. Um, What were your emotions like knowing that you had set yourself up to be okay? Was, was there some relief in that? Well, it was a lot of relief because for one, my doctor didn't tell me I had cancer. I had to go pick up the results from her office, go to my car in the parking lot, open the results and see for myself and read it for myself. So, you know, I didn't have, I knew it wasn't a death sentence. I had a sense of peace, but I was pissed at her because I'm like, I got cancer and you don't take the time to even tell me about it. So that was, you know, the frustration I felt. But the fact that, and I didn't even realize, I knew I had the good health insurance, but I didn't realize I had the other, you know, benefits that were going to bring me in so much money until I actually took the time to, you know, see what I had. Uh, Because I was just buying stuff. If I was selling to my client, I was buying it, you know. So I didn't realize what I actually had until those checks started coming in. I'm like, yeah, thank you, Jesus, you know. And it was a sense of relief because, you're already going through the trauma of having to deal with your body, you know, getting frail, your hair coming out, your nails coming off and, you know, all the physiological and mental, you know, changes. I had chemo brain where I couldn't think of what I was about to say, let alone what I just said. So it was a big, you know, there were a lot of things that were going on. You know, I couldn't really leave the house because I had diarrhea all the time and, you know, it was just, it was a transition from what I'm used to, to what I had to go through, but it was okay. Now that I'm on the other side, you know. Yeah. The other side, looking back Yeah. Uh, when we're in the midst of it, it's definitely a challenge. And I, how long was your journey from when you found out about the breast cancer to when you went into remission? Okay, well, I found out in uh, March of 2017, I started the chemo in May of 2017, rang that bell in May of 2018, I had, you know, the surgeries all throughout, you know, I had the double mastectomies and the reconstruction and all that, had a few other surgeries because there were some issues that came up, but, you know, I, and really, 
once I had the last chemo treatment, I still wasn't right. You know, my mind, I couldn't do the thinking. And I was working on my doctorate degree. So I had my oral uh, defense coming up. And I had to kind of script it because I couldn't remember, you know, even though I knew what I was wanting to say, I couldn't remember what to say. And fortunately for me, one of my uh, committee chair people, she was a breast cancer conqueror. So she knew firsthand what I was going through, but I was able to get the degree and, you know, walk across the stage and it took about an additional year and a half, maybe even two, because I'm still not 100%, but I'm a hell of a lot better than I was in May 18th after I rang that bell, because, you know, I didn't have the hair, I didn't have the nails, and when I say no nails, I mean literally nothing. There was nothing there, toenails or fingernails, you know, no eyebrows, no eyelashes. I mean, I was like a bald chicken or something, <laughs> but... Um, it takes time. And even now, I guess, cause I'm older that the process, you know, probably took a little longer, but you know, I just thank the Lord that I'm here and I'm you know, on the other side and I'm healthy and I just try to stay that way. Yeah. And looking at you, we would never know those things because you look amazing. You have beautiful hair and beautiful eyebrows and all the things. Um, but those struggles were there. Uh, what are some of the struggles that you had to work through in that process of recovery? Well, one of them was trying to get my strength and my weight back because, mm -hmm. I mean, I looked like a skeleton with a layer of skin. That's just how thin I got. And like I said, I'm used to, you know, beautiful brows and lashes and thick hair. Didn't have any of that and still don't have it. I just buy it now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it was, you know, just looking at, because my husband, he's such a sweetheart. He was there for me for everything. And, and, you know, I was looking at myself and I was looking all frail and I said, do I look skinny? You know, do I look sickly? And he would say, no, baby, you look, you look great. You know, he never, you know, would buy into what I was selling. And I was like, oh, I look at myself it's like too thin. <laughs> but, you know, I just, it was just, uh, it was important that I kept my spiritual strength. And that's what got me through, you know, just knowing that it wasn't a death sentence and not that, you know, the doctor said it wasn't or anything like that, because that never really came up with them. It was always, how are we going to get to the other side? And I didn't even allow that into my psyche, you know, because I knew in my spirit it wasn't. But just staying close to God and knowing that he had me covered. And I was just thanking him all, you know, praising him for every step and just, you know, praying that he would get me through to the next one. And he did. So that's was, awesome. Was there anything in particular that you did to strengthen your faith? It sounds like praising him for sure. I think praise, praising can get a change our attitude fast, right? So if we're feeling down, if we're feeling angry, we just praise that will change it. But any other things that you did? Well, just staying positive. You know, I've never, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 63, almost 64 years old. So I've learned, you know, throughout the years, I learned patience, you know, the hard way. I had to take that class over and over. I learned just being grateful, you know, and just accepting the present, but knowing that wasn't the future. You know, I know I'm going through this, but, you know, guide me to the next step, you know, and just listening to my spirit to know that whatever the next step or the next stage or the next decision I needed to make, 
that it was spirit led because, you know, people would tell you do this, do that, but I'm not going to do anything until the spirit says, okay, do that. You know, if spirit's not saying do it, I'm not doing it. So it was just that kind of thing. Just, I was already close to God. I already, already had the spiritual connection and it was strong, but this just strengthened it more because I, I guess I sought it out more, you know, during your daily activities, you do seek God, you do praise him, you thank him. But then when you're in that kind of condition, you got all kind of time, you know, to think, and you're just like, okay, Lord, I'm going through this, you know, why you're getting sick and losing weight and, you know, nails coming off and all that, you know, what is my next step? You know, where do you want me to go? How do you want me to react from here? And just, you know, being obedient. That's the main thing, you know, listening to what he's telling you and being obedient to what he's telling you to do. So being obedient. And as you were saying, yes, I got through this. I can move on. And he said, no, I need you to step into something that I'm calling you to. And I want you to help others. Um, what does, what did that look like for you? What was he saying at that time? Well, he was saying that, you know, my company is called the financial cures and that came to me because it's like, okay, well, what am I going, you know, I'm in tax business. I'm in the insurance business. You know, I'm not, you know, I mean, I do business development, but I wasn't trying to matter of fact, I was thinking about shutting my tax business down, phasing it out. But, you know, because all that was intertwined, he's like, no, you're going to be the financial healer. And that's how I came up with financial healer. You know, I was working with someone, but they said financial healer. It's like, okay, I like that. (laughs) You know? And I said, Lord, is this my new title? And he's like, yeah. And then I said, okay, I found the financial cure for breast cancer. So my company is the financial cures and it just all started falling in. And, and that's when I set up the whole new company because, you know, I, have several companies but this was my newest baby because this was my newest crusade and it just worked out you know I wrote my first book called the financial cures system is the overall system with the courses and that kind of thing but the book is a a, a series and the first uh, the series was diagnose your financial health and it all, all this is just flowing. Now I'm doing a, a course on overcoming the six obstacles to winning the, my, uh, the uh, money game. And that's going to be my next book because I was like, okay, Lord, I got my first book for the first series. You know, it was a best-selling number one new release. Now, what is the second one going to be? And I was, you know, toying with all these titles. And then it came to me. You're doing the course, Overcome the Six Obstacles to Win the Money Game. That's going to be your next book. So, you know, just listening in and, you know, it comes to you and you have to listen to know that it's God speaking because my sister was so funny. She used to say, God, he's speaking to me. You know, I say he's always been speaking. You just weren't listening. (laughs) So I listen. And the more I listen, the more he tells me. And I'm not going begging or asking, saying, Lord, you know, give me this, give me that. Because, you know, like I said, I'm spiritually matured. I'm I'm past that. Not that I didn't do it, Mm -hmm. but I don't do it anymore because I know what I'm entitled to and what he's going to provide for me. Nobody can take from me. So I don't worry about getting material stuff. I just know that he's going to put me in position for me to have what it is that I need and what I want. 
So that's what I'm trying to get other people to do, be in a position to have what they need and what they want and know how to appreciate it and not, and not make it a priority. And I tell people, yeah, I'm the financial healer and I am about finances, but it isn't all about money. You know, your finances aren't necessarily, you know, you trying to make all the money or, you know, be cutthroat to get all the money. It's not about that. And your motive shouldn't be money. Mm -hmm. Your motive should be something else. And the money will come because when God gives you the vision, he gives you the provision to go with it. Mm, I love that. And that is so true because he's always there. He's always giving us our need or, you know, giving the needs that we have. He's, he's our daddy. He's going to give mm-hmm. us what we need. And, but at the same time, we take action and we put in place what he's provided for us. And we mm-hmm. put ourselves in the positions to be able to be ready for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. And he, and that's part of, I mean, that's part of his provision. His provision is, Hey, we have these systems. We have these things to put into place so that you are ready for when that happens, because unfortunately the unexpected is going to happen at some point. And it may be, it may be different for everybody. It may be small for some and major for others, but at some point we leave this world, right? So, um, we have to be ready, especially if we're trying to leave a legacy and we want to have our families prepped and ready financially. And is that something that you help? Um, I love the financial healer. I just love that name and it suits you so well, but is that kind of something that you teach as well is how do you set your family up? Well, that's part of my program. The program starts out with diagnosing your financial health, taking control over your finances, acquiring the proper protection to prevent financial ruin, building a financial legacy and creating generational wealth. So, you know, that's all part of it. steps that will get you to that financial freedom so you can enjoy the life that you desire. So, but you have to understand because, you know, one of the obstacles is your mindset. And if you're not thinking right, then you won't do right, then things won't flow right. And I tell a lot of my clients, you know, there are a lot of people that want a rich man's wealth, but they have a pauper's mentality, you know, just like people that win the lottery, you know, they're not, they don't have that wealth mentality. Most of them don't, but when they get the money, you know, a few years, you know, they're gone, they're broke and they they got more money. They probably would have ever had in their whole lifetime. And the same with some of the athletes and some of the, you know, music, uh, you know, folks that, you know, make all these millions, but they're not used to having it. So their mindset hasn't, you know, adjusted to the wealth that they have. So you got to have it. You got to understand the basics because, you know, just like with COVID, um, people that were making six figures, you know, they thought they had it going on. And I saw a couple of the food lines and they interviewed some of the folks pulling up with the Mercedes and the BMWs and they were talking about how they're used to getting six-figure incomes and now they're on you know unemployment so it's Mm -hmm. you know you can't count on that you know big paycheck you have to understand you know the principles the basics like you know making sure that you don't spend more than you make you know that you live within your means and that you make your money work for you and that you have multiple sources of income because folks that may have lost that paycheck, if they have multiple sources of income, 
that wouldn't have been such a big hit for them. So, you know, their number, like I said, the basics, you know, you never underestimate the power of the basics. Right, right. And coming from a personal side, I didn't understand the basics. (laughs) So I'm just learning these things and on my own journey of trying to figure out this because we never, I mean, we're just getting a will. We're just getting uh, life insurance now and we're almost 40. But, you know, we were kind of like, well, it'll be fine. Nothing will happen. We'll be fine. And it's now at this point where, no, you have to actually be thinking about these things. You need to set yourself up and have these other streams, but also not being foolish. Like you were saying about the money in the fact of, yes, you could have a lot of it, but you could also use it unwisely. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of if you are, like you said, with the lottery, people who win the lottery most likely are going to go back further than they were, but that's because they didn't understand a money mindset. They didn't know how to Mm -hmm. use their money wisely. And so that's what you are doing with the financial cure. And I love it. Um, You know, looking back now, as we're kind of wrapping up on your journey of entrepreneurship to understanding the financial side of things to overcoming breast cancer, still walking in that, um, what is one of the biggest things that you've learned in this journey? Well, I've learned, I guess it's a continual lesson that trust in God that, you know, no matter what it looks like, it's going to be all right. You know, and that's the biggest lesson I've learned is that everything's going to be okay. As long as you put your trust in God and, and, and don't look to man for anything, you know, and look to God for everything. Mm, I love that. And that's so true because what can man do? you know, compared to God, God is amazing and he is our daddy and he is our provider. So this is great. Now I have to tell you all, we're going to have a part two because I want when I want Dr. Wendy to teach us some things. I we're going to be talking about what to do when the unexpected or how to set yourself up financially for the unexpected and why it's important. So make sure that you tune in on Thursday for that. But before we go, Wendy, can you tell us uh, where the best place would be for listeners to find you? Okay, first, I'd like to give your listeners my complimentary guide to the six obstacles to winning the money game, and they can text the word GUIDE, G-U-I-D-E, to 770-796-4944. That's GUIDE, G-U-I-D-E, to 770-796-4944. I'm on social media, all the social media, Dr. Wendy Labot. Uh, I have a Facebook group, excuse me, the financial cures that I provide inspiration and information on a daily basis. Uh, you can reach me at Instagram, dr.wendy, W-E-N-D-Y dot Labot. And then my website is thefinancialcures.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Wendy, for sharing your story with us. And we will talk to you Thursday. All right. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Wasn't that so good? It's so, so important to be ready for anything. We don't expect it, but we can plan for it. Dr. Wendy is coming back on Thursday to share six tips on how to set yourself and your family up financially for if the unexpected happened. She learned firsthand that one illness could be a financial ruin for somebody. And thankfully, because of what she learned and teaches, she was ready and had less of a financial burden to carry as she walked through her healing journey with breast cancer. 
I hope you'll join us on Thursday for Thursday Tidbits. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.